What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. Do you know what I'm talking about? It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Only in studio and only if you're the host. The rest of you, (laughs) anyway, last time I did that on the air, I was accused of making juvenile, you know, screw them. Joining us now is Anne-Marie Banfield, for real. She is the education liaison, all volunteer, by the way, for Cornerstone Action uh, to the general court. That means she goes to Concord and talks to legislators on behalf of parents and students on issues facing the state and uh, she does it all on her own time and her own dime she is actually nationally recognized for her research and advocacy on education issues and she joins us the first thursday of each month for our is our children learning segment and just a side note for those of you who uh, enjoyed and still as we do miss uh, dear sid glasner uh, who used to do this segment before he went on to his uh, undoubtedly eternal reward. Um, well, Anne-Marie introduced us. Yes. That's how we came to know Sid, was through you. Yes, yes. Because uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't have a... Be healthy, will you? Because <laughs> <laughs> the prior three anchors of this segment have all gone... Uh, got, and they've all been cancer. Yeah, I know. Dr. Cooper, Aww. Dr. Brandon. Yep. Wow. And Sid. Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no cancer, right? I'm out of here. Well, you're you're a good deal younger than them too, but anyway. So, Anne-Marie, uh, good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Yes, yeah, so I won't be here next month. I could probably call in because I'll be in the sunny state of Florida. Yeah, no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> if the house is still there. <laughs> Let's yeah. just put it that way. If the house isn't there, I guess I'll be here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh... Uh, yeah. Only go if the insurance company says you should. There you go. Uh, but you know what? It, it, these things change so quickly. For all I we know, know, it's going to take a big right-hand turn at Cuba and go straight up the East Coast. And and that would probably be good for me since the house that we have down there is on the Gulf side. So we'll mm. see. We'll see. You know, what can you do? We've got yeah. the hurricane shutters up. They put them up yesterday on the house and you do what you can do and then you just have to hope for the best and i'm really concerned about other people really see this is why i would never live in a place like the carolinas or florida because you know i'm good with a nor'easter yeah i can handle that i I, the idea of a hurricane i don't want to ever go anywhere near tornado alley i will not live in a place where the ground shakes with any you know any regularity (laughs) i'll take my nor'easter up here in uh manchester new hampshire yep yep i don't blame you Yep. I can't blame you. I'm glad I'm up here this week. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> and not down there. Because I guess uh, the even just getting on the freeway to get out, people are saying that they were, you know, eight hours and they went, you know, 20 yeah. miles or something. Crazy. Yeah, well, you know, you get the crazy mayor of Miami who actually yeah. held off giving an evacuation order. Although I did hear a, ra- a relatively rational explanation of why he might want to wait to order an evacuation yeah. Be, before he was going. I don't even know if he's still done it. Yeah, but. Southern Florida, I, I'd be a little worried about right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Everglades are about to get washed out. Yeah, anyway. yeah. 
Anyway, so so it was interesting that you were talking about the unions and things like that, and and I, and I had mentioned the political power. And speaking of that, <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, I replied to an op-ed by um, Chris Pappas and Andrew Valinsky, who are both executive council members, yeah. on your blog. I, yeah, I, I yes, and please I, do because yeah. I took them to task on the air for. What I know they said. that was great, and and I think that that is a perfect example of people, political people, who are more concerned about political power than they are about the quality of your of education in your in your public schools. And I would say that Andrew Valinsky and Chris Pappas, who is the executive counselor in, in Manchester in Bedford where I live. Um, and it's unfortunate, you know, you know, Chris is a nice guy, but I have to say that you know, I don't know what possessed him to write that article attacking the commissioner of education, Frank Edelblu, in an op-ed in, in the union leader. Well, you know, they were but, com- complaining about yes. where he's going. I just – I heard from some teachers who were at this uh, equity training that the union ran where they, you know, they admonished teachers uh, uh, because uh, uh, offering turkey at Thanksgiving uh, to immigrants was uh, culturally inappropriate. Oh, boy. Um, I heard that Edelblu was there and actually addressed the teachers at the beginning of the session. Yeah. So it's not like he's – it's yes. not like he's only going to yes. write – Wing conspiratorial right, types right, of groups. Right, he right. goes everywhere he's invited to go. Exactly. He's the commissioner and of I'm education. I'm the same way. I will go. I don't care who invites me. I will speak to any any group, anybody. Um, it, it's just that you know what. I don't think some people want to hear from from him, and I don't think some people want to hear from me because I'm going to tell them, look, the quality of your education depends on certain things, and normally it, it does not include funneling money. If you are spending money appropriately, you should be get. There's no reason if a homeschooler can take minimal materials and do an absolutely fantastic job with their children, then you should expect the same from your school district with the money that they receive. Now, does it mean that, you know... I look at some of the curriculum that's in the school, some of the some of the uh, textbooks that that could be improved. But then then I look at some of where they're spending the money. I go through Bedford's budget every year and I Mm -hmm. see plenty of waste waste. So when I hear that we need more money, we need more money when the when the best districts in the in the state, I'm looking at this going, wait a second, why are you paying the New Hampshire School Boards Association f- dues? That should be eliminated from your budget. Uh B- Bedford pays over $250,000 a year for after school clubs. Whatever happened to Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts where you have volunteers <laughs> running these things? Instead there's sp- $250,000 a year and it's probably more now. There's a lot Lot of ways, and I'm not saying that schools need to el- eliminate clubs. All I'm saying, and I've and I've said this to, to Bedford before, is I think they have 78 after-school clubs right now. Mm-hmm. 78 clubs, and you know, and it's it's they're paying stipends to teachers to work after school. I mean, this is funneling money to you know in, in ways that do not oftentimes help the child academically. Some of the after-school clubs are have nothing to do with academics, and that's okay. But let it be run by volunteers like like the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts are run. You know, this is the kind of stuff that when you go through the budgets, you start to realize where the wasteful spending is. Well, you know, Felix Alvarado of Straight A Academy, who Mm -hmm. is also an anchor of this segment and a sponsor of it, which reminds me, straighta.com, to learn about uh, their efforts to help uh, um, prepare your kids for standardized tests and right. tutor them in subjects and find colleges and all kinds of other stuff. 
uh, said, you know, there is an overemphasis, and I'm going to use sports, in, in high school on sports. And as I talk with Coach Jimmy Lozon in our Sports in Our Own Backyard segment, there are a couple things that become clear to me, and that is the more schools do things, whether they're sports programs or they're extracurricular organizations or whatnot, the more the volunteer-based community organizations from Boy Scouts to the Muchachos to uh, you know baseball leagues or whatever it is uh, struggle because the schools do it at taxpayer expense. Yes. They take advantage of the facts that the, of the fact that the kids are there, um, and all of these struggling community sports leagues or other sort of places where kids would otherwise, like when we were growing up, get involved with. I was a Cub Scout. Yep. Um, you know, they fall by the wayside the more the school becomes not just a place of. Yep. Um, academic activity, which I believe firmly today is mostly indoctrinal uh, uh, activity, um, but for everything else, yep. you know. And I, I participated in a fair number of yep, extra. Too. I, you know, I I was in the chess club. Yeah, you know, I did some. I didn't do a lot, but I did some stuff. Yep. Right. And, um, I, and, I, and I see the value because I'm not saying that, you know, we need to eliminate clubs. I'm just saying, can we do it in a fiscally responsible way? So when you tell me that, we, you know, we need more money, more money, more money, I say, well, how about we just take the money we have and spend it wisely? But back to Pappas and Valinsky, yeah. their article <laughs> focused on Commissioner Etta Blue speaking at these organizations, speaking in front of, in front of political organizations. Yeah. By, by the way, one of our doing. loyal listeners says, uh, Pappas, who has no children, and Valinsky, who sent his kids to pricey private exactly. schools. Exactly. <laughs> but my point is is that you know they bring up, you know, they they criticize him for not what he's actually doing as commissioner in in terms of looking at our public schools and wanting to improve them. They look at him on where he's going to speak. And it, it was interesting because I attended the hearing uh, the public hearing to appoint him to this position. And it was six or seven hours worth of testimony from people. I mean, they, like you talk about a machine, they turned on a machine to try to, to, to stop him from oh, his appointment. Not once did Chris Pappas or Andrew Valinsky ask the commissioner of education currently when he was... <clears throat> the, pretend, the then uh, uh, pending commissioner. Pending commissioner. Yeah. Anything about Common Core. The biggest <laughs> issue... In education, they never brought up during the hearing, and in that article, they never brought it up. So if you really care about quality public schools, these two are not the ones you want to be listening to, because clearly, if they're not even going to bring up the biggest issue in public education, Common Core, when it comes to the Commissioner of Education in New Hampshire, then it is a political witch hunt. And that's exactly what I put in in, in my blog post that's on your blog right mm-hmm. now. Um and, and and made that case that if they really cared about your kids in public schools, if they if if Chris Pappas and Andrew Valinsky really cared about your kids, the first question or one of the questions at that public hearing should have been, what do you plan to do to improve the standards in our schools? Now they didn't ask that question. They didn't ask any questions about Common Core. And since Commissioner um Edda Blue has been appointed. There has been a machine working against him. All he wants to do is review the standards and make improvements based on what they find. And he has a machine working against him right now. So if you're a parent out there listening and you're saying, you know, boy, I hate this common core math. Well, well, let me tell you something. There's a machine working against him to improve those. Well, but improve And that. it's important to note that the machine are people like uh, school uh, board of education member 
um, what's his name there? Uh, Duncan. Yeah, uh, Bill Duncan. Yes, Bill who, Duncan. Hassan appointee. Hassan here. Yeah, She's okay. Governor Margaret Wood Hassan. <laughs> she tries to look distinguished when she signed as governor. That's why I say yeah. Hassan, because you can't say Margaret Wood Hassan yeah. and have it be any sort of distinguished sort of sounding <laughs> name. But um, but 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 uh, uh, him and I forget the names of the other ones. You'd probably Tom Raphael, who, who's a former chair, for, former chair. But they yeah. actually voted to block him doing that in contravention of state law, which yes. gives the commissioner, yes. not the board, the commissioner exclusive right, right. under the law right. to review the standards. Right. So they're not talking about that in their op-ed. They're not talking. They didn't you know bring up anything in the appointment. But in that op-ed, all they cared about was where he was going to speak. Right. Well, they have to make him part of that. You know that extreme. Alt-right yeah. evil conspiracy to destroy public schools. <laughs> uh, newsflash: Public schools yeah. have pretty much destroyed themselves. This is Gerard at large. 